You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Maggie Bertram, and today I'm joined by Sarah McLean. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Maggie. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself? I am doing good. I'm excited to have you join us for the next few episodes. Yeah, I'm excited. We get to close out this last unit for this volume. So I think it's going to be going to be a good one. It is. That's right. We are talking Peter's ministry. So we are starting unit 30 this week and listeners, as you might remember, when we start a new unit, the podcast episode is a little bit longer. This unit is five sessions and it's going to focus on Peter playing a key role. And he followed the example that Jesus set. Like Jesus, Peter preached the gospel, healed people, and confronted sin, all so that others might come to know Christ too. With a new unit comes a new big picture question and answer. Our younger preschool are going to be learning the question and answer, why does God want Christians to tell others about Jesus? We tell others about Jesus so they can know him and love him. Our older preschool and kids are going to be learning the question, why does God command Christians to tell others about Jesus? Older preschoolers will be learning the answer, we tell others about Jesus so they will hear and believe in him. And kids will be learning the answer, we tell others about Jesus so they will hear and believe the good news. Our key passage for unit 30 is Romans 10, 14. So our babies and toddlers will be learning the truth that tell others about Jesus. Younger preschoolers will be learning. We need to tell others about Jesus so they can believe in him. Older preschoolers will be learning. How can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And then kids will be learning the full verse, which says, how then can they call on him? They have not believed in and how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? So on this episode, we're going to be discussing unit 30, session one, which is titled Peter Preached in Jerusalem. And we're going to be focusing on Acts 2 during this session. So Sarah, why don't you share with us what we're going to be talking about during this session? Sure. So while Jesus was on earth, he promised that he would send a helper to always be with his disciples. Jesus explained that the helper would be the gift of the Holy Spirit, and he would give the disciples power to share the gospel throughout the world. Jesus's promise came true, and the Holy Spirit filled the disciples. Now they could complete the mission Jesus gave them and be his witnesses. The Holy Spirit helped the disciples remember Jesus's words and gave them boldness to share the gospel with thousands of people. This week, kids will learn that when Peter preached to the crowd at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit changed people's hearts to believe in Jesus. All right. Thank you for that. So now we're going to jump into talking about some activities or um, just some things that we have going on during this session that might need a little extra prep time or a little extra instructions. So I'm going to start with our older preschool and they have an activity called draw and dunk. And so for this one, you're going to want to make sure that you're using heavyweight paper or cardstock for this activity because 
copy paper is not going to work. And if you do try and use it, it's just going to be really messy. So this is also a project that doesn't have to be sent home. And it's really more going to be about the process of dipping the paper in the water and bringing it back up. So that's going to be really fun for kids, but maybe not something that parents are necessarily going to want going home in their minivans this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> So Sarah, what do we have going on with kids this week? So for younger kids, there's an activity called Changed Inside Then Out. And for this activity, leaders could consider using envelopes that kids cannot see through because there'll be objects hidden in the envelopes. We don't want them to be able to hold it up to the light and see what's inside. So perhaps using colored envelopes instead of white or even envelopes that are very, very thick that you can't see through. For older kids, there's an activity called Revealed. And this requires kind of punching some holes through a cup. It's recommended you could use a pencil and a leader guide, but leaders could also use something sharper like an X-Acto knife to create the holes for each letter S, I, and N. Just keep in mind that the holes should be large enough for the light to pierce through and create the shape of the letter on the wall of the room. For kids worship, there's a group activity called Tower Race. This activity involves every two kids having 10 to 15 cups to stack. And depending on your group size, that can end up being a lot of cups. But you can use anything that stacks or builds into a tower, such as blocks, coins, uncooked spaghetti, marshmallows. So I think this activity gives leaders an opportunity to kind of mix things up if they choose to. And then for midweek, there is a welcome option called table tennis sort. And this activity involves kids using chopsticks to transport tennis balls on a baking tray. However, if that is too difficult for your group, you could also have them use kitchen tongs. So yeah, we know some of those kids that might struggle with some fine motor skills, the, the chopsticks might prove difficult. So having tongs would be helpful. And then for the group demo, also for midweek, there is one called Good News Experiment. And this demonstration involves using liquid bleach. So anytime we're using a chemical like this, we wanna make sure that we use proper precautions such as keeping it out of the reach of kids and then disposing of it immediately after the demonstration. All right. Those are some interesting things we have going on. I can't wait to see we're using bleach and chopsticks and we're cutting letters out of cups. It's going to be a fun week. <laughs> yeah. Lots of hands-on experiments. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. I love it. All right. Well, let's talk about what we are excited for with this session. And I was reading through it and I just was really struck by how this story is such a great example of both God's grace and his provision. And, you know, we see that God provided the Holy Spirit for all believers to guide and lead us. But we also see in this story a really practical way that he provided by providing for the crowds to hear the gospel in their own languages. And Peter reminds them of their disbelief of Jesus and of how they treated Jesus while he was on earth and of the truth that God still invited them and invites us right into relationship with him. And so that is an example of God's grace. And that's a good gift that we are all undeserving of. And so I think that that's going to be a great picture to show God's grace to, and to point that out to kids this week. I love that, Maggie. That's so great. Something that I was kind of thinking of as I reviewed this session was about how the Holy Spirit 
helped the people realize that the gospel words Peter spoke are true and how it was the Holy Spirit that convicted their hearts to repent and to believe. And the Bible tells us that the people were cut to the heart. So it was the spirit doing that work inside of their hearts. And I think this is a huge encouragement to leaders as they teach, because it reminds us that it doesn't all fall on us. Yes, we seek to be faithful stewards of God's grace as we proclaim the good news, as we teach kids and point them to Jesus. But ultimately, it's the power of God's word, which the Bible tells us is living and active, and the work of the spirit to convict and to save the kids that are in our care. So I hope leaders will find encouragement from this truth as they faithfully teach kids each session, that they will remember to be faithful with what's been entrusted to them, this hope of the gospel that we have, but they will also just be encouraged to remember that it's really ultimately up to the Lord doing the work in the lives of each kids and, and that God calls us to be a part of that, which is really exciting to know that he does give us these opportunities to be a part of the mission that he is establishing for his kingdom. That's such a good reminder, Sarah. <clears throat> and I love that that takes some of the pressure off of us as leaders, right? Like, right. you know, we want, it's, it's what you said. We want to be faithful to prepare and to take the opportunities that God has given us. But really when it comes down to it, it's the Holy Spirit doing the work in the hearts of the children that we lead and that we work with. And so on Sunday mornings and during midweek programs, we get to go in and we get to lead kids faithfully, but we also get to have fun and we get to show them who Jesus is. And so leaders, we hope that that is, that this takes the pressure off of you and reminds you that the Holy Spirit is going to do the work in the lives of those kids that you're working with. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the gospel project for kids in preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the gospel project for preschool and kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.